The marijuana industry is constantly changing with new laws, rules, and regulations. And whether you're working in the field or investing in it, you need to know what's happening. We keep you up to date by bringing you the latest information on the marijuana industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. It's Monday, March 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Catherine Cole, and here's the latest. A nonprofit research group called Open Secrets found that last year over $4.3 million was spent on cannabis lobbyists. A total of 22 firms paid tens of millions of dollars to have lobbyists work on subjects such as interstate cannabis commerce, descheduling marijuana as a Schedule I drug, and the Safe Banking Act. Some of the firms that spent smaller amounts, between $100,000 and $300,000, were Pax Labs, Cureleaf Holdings, Holistic Industries, and Morgan Stanley. Some of the largest spenders on cannabis lobbyists were Atria Client Services, who spent nearly $12 million, and Amazon, who spent about $10 million. Connecticut has been enjoying medical marijuana for several years, but only last year they legalized the plant for adult use. Those sales are expected to begin by the end of this year. However, the state is concerned that people are getting a jump on accessing cannabis without going through an approved medical dispensary by gifting it to others. Because of this, the state recently proposed a bill that's trying to put an end to gifting by charging $10,000 fine for violations. The state held a meeting this past week and invited the public to give their thoughts on it. Many people who spoke were concerned about who this law would be applied to. One local cannabis business owner named Duncan Markovich said, Enacting a law that criminalizes the giving of any of this plant-based medicine to our fellow family members, friends, or even complete strangers is unethical, unfathomable, and borderline nefarious. State representatives tried to downplay the severity of the law for individuals who might give a gift of cannabis. The State Consumer Protection Commissioner, Michelle Siegel, said, The law was more for focus on big commercial companies. He added, It has to be a lot more than if you just gave it to a friend. However, the bill's text does clearly state that no person shall gift, sell, or transfer cannabis to another person. This, of course, is very concerning to many cannabis-supporting citizens. The General Law Committee plans to make a decision on this bill proposal by March 22nd. The New York Times reported that New York will be giving the first licenses for retail marijuana to those who were casualties of the war on drugs. More than 100 licenses will be awarded to those who've had marijuana-related convictions. This includes individuals, nonprofits, businesses with a leader linked to marijuana conviction, and some family members of those convicted. Convictions must have occurred prior to the state legalization on March 31, 2021. The executive director of the Pro-Legalization Drug Policy Alliance, Cassandra Frederick, said, The thing that New York is showing here is that they're willing to try and they're willing to do things differently. This is a real step towards achieving equity. The state has also made efforts to improve inequities in the justice system by proposing $200 million in startup grants and loans for marijuana entrepreneurs who are women or minorities, disabled veterans, struggling farmers, and people from communities that endured heavy policing for marijuana crimes. New York's goal is to provide at least 50% of all licenses to these applicants. Millions of Americans are waiting for cannabis to be federally legal. 
But when will the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration move cannabis off Schedule 1 on the list of controlled substances? Texas-based attorney Matthew Zorn tried to force the DEA to hold a hearing on rescheduling marijuana, but lost on a technicality. He believes, though, that it could totally be done in the courts. Zorn said what needs to be done is to file a petition, make the same arguments we made, and when the DEA rejects it, go file an appeal. Go to whichever circuit court, take our brief, copy and paste. If you don't lose on a technicality, you will win. Zorn believes that the DEA has misinterpreted the phrase, no current accepted medical use, to mean approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. He added, and because of that, the DEA refuses to reschedule marijuana. Zorn's case has been met with defeat in 2021 when the court said they should have begun petitioning the DEA directly to request that it was rescheduled. In another case, Washington v. Barr, the judges also cited that the plaintiff should have first asked the DEA to change its mind. Attorneys for both of these cases say that time and money have been problems, with some plaintiffs not wanting to wait years for results, and extensive legal fees that can easily put a smaller law firm out of business. Both attorneys said a court victory is definitely achievable. New York City attorney Lauren Ruddick of Hiller PC spent years working on the team that took on the Washington case. Ruddick said, Federal marijuana prohibition violates so many fundamental constitutional rights and is rooted in unconstitutionality. Lobbyists believe that incremental measures are more likely to pass than a wide-ranging federal legalization effort. Safira Galoub, a principal and CEO at cannabis lobbying firm The Liaison Group in Washington, D.C., said that she believes passing safe banking is a realistic goal for this year and would help create momentum for further reform. Other possibilities for incremental measures that could pass include the Medical Marijuana Research Act, which is a bipartisan effort to expedite research into cannabis, or the HOPE Act, which would give money to states to help them expunge cannabis offenses and require states to report on the impact of marijuana prohibition. Yet another possibility is the Veterans Equal Access Act of 2021, which would allow Veterans Administration doctors to provide medical marijuana recommendations to its clients. Out of all these possibilities, the Safe Banking Act is the measure that could be the most help to marijuana businesses. Rachel Gallette, head of the new cannabis industry group at Denver law firm Holland & Hart, said cash control is one of the biggest issues her clients deal with, citing current incredible expense of cannabis banking and the tremendous safety issue for multi-billion dollar industries. So the big question of when marijuana will become federally legal is still up in the air. But as Republican Senator David Wheeler of South Dakota said, the train on marijuana is only moving in one direction nationwide. It's better for us to get ahead of it. Change is coming, and hopefully soon. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.